So today, once again, we are joined by Tom Seams, CSPS Senior Economist, to talk about the economy over the course of the last month. Thanks so much for joining me, Tom. Thank you, Matt. So uh, in 60 seconds or less, what's the big story? Well, I think this is turning out to be the 2021 push me pull you economic recovery. So you remember Dr. Doolittle? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, one of the animals that had the head on both ends. Um, I think the recovery is trying to figure out which way to go and seems to be getting pushed and pulled in different directions by various forces. Um, last month, I suggested that consumer confidence appears to be negatively correlated to official statistics of the COVID-19 cases. So that is, as cases rise, confidence drops, and as cases fall, confidence rises. And if this continues to hold, then the economic growth path is going to be directly connected to the virus. Or, you know, perhaps it's more accurate to say to fears and concerns surrounding the published virus uh, statistics and associated news reports. So I guess the question is, will this all end with vaccine mandates? And once again, I need to point out that I am not a medical doctor. Uh, like my mother told her friends, I'm not the kind of doctor that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> but from an economic perspective, um, I'll just add that new rules and new regulations oftentimes result in outcomes that are not intended uh, nor foreseen. So this is referred to as the law of unintended consequences. And while we can speculate what those outcomes might be, we really do not fully know. Uh, yet, there could be some that are harmful to reemployment growth and economic growth. So, um, there's a couple things that are going to muddy the water there, you know, making it extra hard for you economists to figure out exactly what the impact was. So, we've got uh, growing call for vaccine mandates. It looks like there might be potentially an OSHA rule at some point in time for, for most employers or for many employers. You also have uh, economic benefits ending here just last week. A lot of the major ones for folks, a lot of the enhanced unemployment benefits and rental protections and things like that. Um, so more, more significantly, um, it looks like this month is the opposite of last month. So last time we talked, there was really strong job numbers and job growth, but we were also looking at really high core inflation. And now it looks like it's the opposite, where we have disappointing job numbers for the month of August, but the inflation numbers look like they've cooled quite a bit. So what's happening here? Yeah, that's um, you bring up you know a really excellent point because I would say that the the good news this this month is probably less. And the bad news this month is is more than we had previously. Um, the JOLTS data, that's the job openings and labor turnover survey, that shows that there are a, are a record 10.9 million job openings in America right now. And it's stunning to me that the number of job openings at the beginning of this year, you know, just looking back nine months ago, was less than half that number. It was about 4.6 million openings. So there's a lot of jobs available. That's that's good news. Um, other good news is that business confidence is actually fairly strong. Consumer confidence has been suffering, but business confidence is strong despite the um, Delta variant and any apparent impact on consumer confidence. 
And I think the general sense is that any weaknesses in sectors that are outside of travel, leisure, and hospitality is due to not, you know, a softening of demand, but to supply and labor shortages. And business people expect those to resolve themselves, you know, and, and improve in the near term. Um, I've mentioned the ISM surveys before. They have one for manufacturing and they have one for services. And those still remain at really high levels. They're down a little bit from where they were previously. But if you recall, any reading above 50 indicates expansion. And right now, both of those indices are above 59 and have been uh, up in those kind of stratospheric levels for some time. I, I would say the other good news out there is that finally, <laughs> for me, it's great to see fans just filling up football stadiums around the country. Yeah. And so, so that that's a good explanation of some of the good news, some of the bad news from this month. Um, where should regulators be concerned right now? So, so it's it's a really tough picture to take a look at right now. If if businesses have really high confidence and consumers have sort of wishy washy confidence, it can be hard to pinpoint exactly what you should be looking out for risk wise. So, what should regulators be watching in the economy right now? Yeah, I I, I agree. You know that um, you know particularly when you look at some of the high frequency indicators. Uh, that came out this month, you know, open table shows, dining reservations are down, travelers are fewer through the uh, TSA checkpoints. We see some school closures rising, things like that. Um, but for regulators, I mean, you know, the, particularly when they're looking at, at uh, banking issues, they have to remember that the banks are just flush with cash right now. There was a lot of stimulus that came in through uh, both the federal government and through the Federal Reserve, and deposits are way up. And loan demand, um, it, you know, it, it's it's up in areas, but overall it's just kind of flat, maybe even declining. You know, and part of that's because these borrowers have a lot of cash and they're paying down debt, you know, with their stimulus funds. Um, so as a result, bank earnings and their net interest margins are really getting squeezed right now. So the question is, how are banks going to make profits? Um, and for regulators, I think they need to keep an eye on um, institutions that might want to reach for yield. You know, are the are, are the covenants okay that they're putting in place? Are the terms okay? Are the rates um, that they're they're putting these under worth the risks? Are the risks they're taking on being mitigated? Uh, that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of risks out there. Um, Delta variant, Ida, Nicholas, hurricane, uh, labor shortages, could be a, a Fed leadership change in the offering here, um, supply, check, uh, so supply chain bottlenecks, high asset prices, high equity prices, and you know inflation, uh, some of the numbers may have dropped a bit, but they're still quite high um, compared to what we're used to. So potentially higher inflation, uh, some of that could stick. So regulators just need to be sure that these risk managers, these bankers, um, they manage risks very well. So, you know, are they continuing to do that? Are they, are, they, are they considering all these risks and taking measures to mitigate where they can? Yeah. So you mentioned hurricanes. We're going to run out of letters again this year for, for all the hurricanes that have been happening and all, all, the, all the named storms. So, 
So you pull all that together and regulators are taking a look at these institutions who see a lot of opportunity and have a lot of cash, but there's still a lot of pitfalls and risks in their way and they have to be mindful of that. Now, uh, once again, I'm going to ask you to put on your predictor hat. Um, what do you think is going to come next? What is it going to look like at the, uh, at the end of 2021? Uh, do we finally see a, a lull in, in COVID? Does, does the Christmas and holiday season really explode? Do we have really strong numbers? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, man, I wish I had the crystal ball, right, to know uh, where the virus is going to go and, and the vaccines and, and uh, the impacts that those things will have on confidence and on growth, et cetera. Um, I'll just reiterate, though, that, that uh, you know, I mentioned there could be some unintended consequences. Um, so if we look at it from an economic viewpoint, there's still a fairly large percentage of the population that's unvaccinated or not fully vaccinated. And so there could be a lot more unemployed workers in the near future. Um, and they could be looking for work at smaller companies or businesses that might be granting exemptions in some fashion. Um, so in other words, labor shortages that we have now, you know, with this 10 point million job openings um, and the, you know, uh, how, how do we hire the best talent out there? That that could get actually tougher and worse. Um, and economic growth in the short term could suffer as a result. So, you know, alternatively, maybe everything will go swimmingly and everyone will get vaccinated and COVID-19 will go away. Uh, but all I have to say to that is uh, don't count on it and expect some un unintended consequences along the way. Well, Tom, one day we're going to have this conversation and then the prediction part will be a little easier on you, but probably not in the near future. That is absolutely correct. Um, there's just a still a lot of uncertainty out there and uh, uncertainty um, changes behaviors we tend to pause when uh, when things aren't going the way that we expect them or we don't know a lot about the future and that always harms economic growth whenever there's a pause in, in uh, decision making amongst consumers or businesses yeah well, thank you so much tom as always this was really insightful yeah thank you man